It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. Well, hey there. It is eight minutes after the hour. Ashley Frasca sitting in for Walter Reeves. He's out today. He'll be back soon. He's enjoying a Saturday off. So I'm stepping in with Joe Lample and Mickey Gazaway answering your lawn and garden questions here for another couple of hours. Thank you so much for tuning in and joining us. Grab another cup of coffee and give us a call if you have any questions. 404-872-0750. I say another cup like... For some people right now, this is probably their first. I'm on my second. That's neither here third. nor there. Yeah, third. See, there you go. Now, you had a bad experience at uh, the drive-thru, which shall remain nameless yeah. this morning. Like, they almost made me late for the show. It's right? Like, gosh, oh, don't you know who take I am? Ma- <laughs> yeah, right? But no, at 5 a.m., really, really, they should have coffee I guess ready. they weren't expecting anybody at 5 a.m. I mean, the coffee should be brewing at like 3 if you want. Well, I, I really fully expected Starbucks to be open on Saturday morning, which is where I went first, and they were not open at 5 a.m. Little did I know. Now I know. Yes. yes. So I had to go to Plan B, which you know, oh well, wasn't good. <laughs> Thank goodness you left early. Yeah. I mean, for no real. kidding. Yeah. I I always make it the night before. Set the timer. The timer always wakes me up in the morning, and <laughs> you know, when the coffee goes off, so it's it's nice to wake up to that smell in the house. I mean, I just have to do it the night before. It's drudgery, but it's worth it in the morning. So mm. when I grow up, I'm gonna drink coffee. One of these days, <laughs> you've got enough energy to where you don't need it. You don't need it. You're a busy bee. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So Mickey Gasway from Pike Nursery and Joe Lample, Growing a Greener World. That's the website as well. Dot com. Yep. And people can find you there and watch all the episodes of your show. Yeah. And on social media... At Joe Gardner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You are one and the same. Joe Lample and Joe Gardner. AKA <laughs> yeah. Joe Gardner, or whatever you want to call me. I, I answer to many things. It's tricky being different people on social media. <laughs> it is. You can get it's in a trouble little trouble. Yeah, yeah right? you can. You can. <laughs> I mean, because I have to be two different people too, and it's yeah. like, who am I today? What what's going on? Right, more more handles gets to be, make life complicated. Yeah. yeah, boy, the world we live in nowadays. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, you can find us on social media too. Walter's big on Twitter, and on Facebook, and we have this thing on Twitter where if you use the hashtag Ask Walter, it tags your question, and we like to share it on the air. So we've got great calls. So Kirk, Sarah, Martha, Kathy, don't go away. We're gonna get right to you. But Gloria tweeted us a question wanting to plant a tree up in northwest georgia in memory of a loved one and looking for something that would be hardy for northwest georgia like magnolias are pretty typical but just not sure about the hardiness oaks and maples would work but i want your opinion all of the above all the above i think so too uh, ma- i mean maples are bulletproof you can't go wrong with love that them. i love the, the named the cultivars of the sugar maple i mean of the red maples are beautiful and the sugar maples this yep. time of year i, lo- I like uh, october glory and autumn sunset and some of those uh, you can't right? go wrong with a maple but mm-hmm. then again you know the oaks are great for yeah. you know attracting a lot of beneficial insects and i mean gosh up in north georgia it's kind of like god's country for oh. unlimited oh, amounts yeah. of tree options beautiful, so anything right? you mentioned would be fine. Is and there plus plus. That's more common though as a as a memory tree. I mean, I have seen maples planted in in memory of people. So, <sighs> well, maples are a good one because yeah. they can live for a hundred years or right. more, and you know it's lots of interest there. I like the I, you know if you're going to be seeing that tree a lot, I like the ones that provide four seasons of interest, and so there you're looking at different bark structure or. 
the structure of the tree plus the color of the leaves. Um, so we're back to a deciduous option, which would be like a maple. But I'm a tree lover. So uh, me too. I like those, them all just about. I mean, I, yeah. And we've had a couple of calls this morning, Joe, um, about planting trees, when yeah. and how to. So, man, now, tell now, them, now. give them the good news. Okay, so here's my thing with trees and anything. Fall is for planting, for sure, because you've got cooler air temperatures and warmer soil temperatures, which stimulates the root growth, and it takes the pressure on the top growth. And it's pleasant to do the work now. I mean, people that don't like to plant, well... There's a lesser of evils, and now's that time weather-wise. But for the tree or the plant itself, this is ideal time because you need time for whatever you're putting into the ground to establish. And so the stress is off the plant for the most part to have that time before you get to the worst parts of living here, and that's the heat and humidity right. coming up in you know spring and summer. So plant now. Plant, plant, plant. As long as the ground is not frozen, that's really the the rule of thumb. You can plant any time of year except when the ground is frozen. The key is to make sure that you provide enough water to allow the plant to establish. And I think that's the thing that people forget about. Sometimes they plant. First of all, they don't dig a hole big enough, and then they walk away after they plant it. But you need to continue to water that in the absence of rain, not so much so that the soil is so, soaked and saturated, but that you know, you're supplementing that irrigation through winter and into spring until it's established. You have to watch it. The plant will tell you if it needs more water. Just don't overwater it because more plants and trees die from overwatering than underwatering, especially in Georgia where the clay is, the soil is heavy and the water doesn't typically drain as well as, you know, more um, uh, loose soil. Well, and watering kind of goes hand in hand with how the tree was planted. After reading your book a couple of years ago, this just always stuck with me, how you had the picture of a shovel handle, you know, laid uh-huh. horizontally down yep. on the ground and to kind of test the fact that you did not dig the hole too deep. Because obviously, if you're going to overwater, plus you've dug the hole too deep and the roots are just always constantly saturated. They can literally drown. That's a disaster, right? They need air. Better to plant high than low. I Absolutely. try to a quarter. Per, I, I try to take the... Uh, the base of the tree where the flare is. And that's the other thing. When you buy a tree or a plant, sometimes you think, well, I just put it in at the same level it was growing in the container, but sometimes the container has too much soil in it too. So you pull Mm -hmm. that back to find out where the flare is, and that's where you find the roots, and that's where you want to keep above the grade and then cover it with soil and mulch, a little bit of soil, but mostly mulch. Perfect. And not too much. Now, how many trees do you all plant in the yard, Mickey? I mean, you're more of a plant person. You've got so many established trees. Yeah, and see, like I live that. in a, such an old house. Um, yeah, I've, we've planted a few things in really? the yard, but uh, not a lot of big trees. Got We've got a big maple and a big oak in the back by the chicken yard. Thing. You know, that's one of the things that people... And I'm guilty of this too. Is wanting to create uh, more uh, instant gratification, and so you you don't think about the mature size of those trees, and you plant them too close. And I got to say, you know, all around here, a lot of us are guilty of doing that with Leland cypress because Leland cypress and maples. I see builders, uh, not maples, uh, magnolias, plant them way too close. Well, I I see these little tiny front yards, and they want to sell these houses, and so they Mm -hmm. put uh, an October glory in there, and this. It's going to take up the whole yard. There's not going to be any any grass or anything. So yeah. so look at what you're planting. You it, know, yeah, it's it's hard to exercise that restraint, yeah. but you gotta you gotta be looking down the road if you want to do this right. Absolutely. Otherwise, you're setting yourself up for problems, future expense, and all kinds of things that you won't experience until just a little bit down the road. But then right. it comes. Think about it. Look at the mature tree. Think about that that tree 20 years from now, right. how big it's going to be. Good advice. Good advice. 404-872-0750. We've got some time here. You Harley, and we're talking to Kirk. Good morning, Kirk. Good morning. How can we help? 
Um, uh, I have a very sandy yard. My neighbor two doors down has beautiful St. Augustine grass. And I was wanting to get the same yard. My question is, I'm going to Miami during the Christmas season. And on the way back in South Georgia, I was going to pick up two pallets of sod to plug, you know, to cut them up and plug my yard. But my wife said it might be too cold to plug the yard that time of year. I think so, too. I think you need to put... You need to put those in when they're getting ready to go into active growth. Yeah, that's the time to do the summer grasses. Yeah, Saint Augustine is a warm season grass, and it's really not in its active growth stage this time of year. If if it's possible for you to wait, I think your investment and your effort would be uh, would pay off well if you could wait until May or so to do. Also, that. Also, you can look at the varieties too. There's some of the varieties of St. Augustine that are better um, adapted to our areas than than Florida and South Georgia. Okay. And, and the, I guess the other part of this question is, uh, what about seed? And I, I don't see seed available. I, we have never, mm-hmm. we've carried centipede seed, but we've never, to my knowledge, we've never carried St. Augustine seed. I'm not, yeah. No, I don't I, know whether I've it's always sterile. I don't know. Plugged it and it yeah. grows so once it's in active so growth stage, it grows so fast. And, yeah. and uh, that's what I've always done. I yeah. would still do that if I were you. That would be my recommendation. And, and the best time, which I know weather considering, May. so you're thinking like March or April or May. later, May when it May. soil warms up. Yeah, it's a it's a warm think summer, you know. So when it heats up, that's when the uh, the roots are really going to take off. Okay, thank you. Yeah, right. you're welcome. You so Just make sure you keep it watered once you plant it, and especially with sandy soil. Also, look at when you're using herbicides and things like that. Make sure they say it's okay to use it on St. Augustine. Good point. Because they're, a lot of the ones that you use on everything else, you can't use on centipede St. Augustine. Okay. Okay, thank you for your information. Thanks. Welcome. Drive safe. Have a great day. Okay, bye-bye. All right, coming up in the next little bit, we'll go out to Lawrenceville and talk to Sarah about Boston Fern. Kathy in Johns Creek wants a shrub that'll be low maintenance. Kathy, get a pen and paper ready. We'll be able to help you out. And Sharon in Woodstock, question about an oak tree that was planted in her small front yard. That that doesn't sound good. So we'll find out a little bit more about Sharon's dilemma coming up in just a few minutes. I'm Ashley Frasca sitting in for Walter Reeves. We'll be back on Lawn and Garden right after this on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. This is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellish weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves, the lawn and garden advice you need. Checking in at the News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB studios. It is 60 degrees and a quick weather check from Ackerman Security. For the rest of the day, a high of around 76, mostly cloudy. There is up to a 40% chance of rain in some areas. The overnight low going to dip down to about 60. And tomorrow, near zero chance for rain. That's good news, 78 degrees. A low again around 60. Stay tuned. Atlanta's most accurate and dependable weather forecast comes up in less than 10 minutes. And also, today as you're out and about and, of course, tomorrow, morning pick up your sunday atlanta journal constitution for in-depth news coverage plus 253 dollars in coupon savings we want to go back to the phones this is ashley frasca sitting in for walter reeves we're all taking your calls today 404-872-0750 out to lawrenceville we go good morning sarah how are you good morning what's your question about a boston fern well 
I have it hanging outside since um, spring of this year, and it was large, you know, like two-foot-long um, limbs, and now it's starting to thin out. out. Am I supposed to bring that in, or how do I, is it supposed to die out it's, and come back, or is it just done? It's it's tropical. It won't go through the winter outside here. You'd have to bring it inside. You could put it in the basement or something like that. They make a mess bringing them in, I'll tell you that. They yeah. drop their leaves and everything. To me, they're just um, a sacrificial plant. I love them. I think they're beautiful, but I get rid of them. I usually, they'll stay up and they'll look good through usually Thanksgiving. Uh. And then, But now I don't have a place that I can put them. If I had a place... I'm sure Joe does, but I don't have a place. Yeah. I don't have a place to keep mine because they do make such a mess in the house. Well, if I do have a place to put it inside for the winter. I can take it back out and it'll bloom back up again. Yeah, yeah. what you usually do is if you'll bring, keep it by the window, keep it cool. Joe, you've done it more than I have, so tell her how you do yours. Well, I would bring I would bring it in and find the sunniest place in mm-hmm. the house that you can. Cool. Yep, and just uh, keep it there through the winter time. You know, water it as needed, but not too much, and uh, and then take it back out once it warms up. It's really simple. The other thing you might want to consider doing is uh, d- take it out of its pot once you bring it in and, and divide it, maybe, and, uh, you know, separate it. You could do this now or during the growing season, but, you know, if that lives in its pot for more than a year, that, that those roots are really yeah. going to fill out, and um, if you would like to keep it going and make more... Mm-hmm. You could divide it. How would it be if you did that in the spring, if you cut it back? uh, I would do it in the spring. Yeah, divide it in the spring, and and don't fertilize it in the wintertime. Wait till spring, I would think, to... Yeah, just get, basically you're just trying to get it out of the cold and keep it in a relatively sunny spot and, you know, minimal to moderate watering, and that's it. And then... Should I wrap it in plastic mm -mm. to help keep the leaves in check? No. No, the leaves are going to do what they're going to do. You're talking about bringing it inside, though, aren't you? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Then don't worry. Once it's inside, it's fine. Perfect. And, you know, she had the concern with it thinning out, too, but that's going to take care of itself. Yeah, and keep spring. it away from a vent. You know, don't put it in direct. And don't worry line. about how it looks in the wintertime. No. Yeah. Wait till spring. Yeah. Have no fear. It's not dead. Just don't that's keep right. it near a heat vent or anything. Yeah. All right. Thanks for the call, Sarah. Lee, Sharon, Kathy, Mike. Stay tuned. We're going to be taking your calls next. We're going to break for news, weather, and traffic. We'll be back on Lawn and Garden right after this. It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. Welcome back to the Lawn and Garden Show here on WSBM. Ashley Frasca, the traffic reporter, phone screener for Herman Kane, sitting in for Walter Reeves. I'm doing my best at gardening here, but I have the experts. I have Joe Lample. I have Mickey Gasway. We've been answering calls all morning long. We'll continue to do so for the next hour and a half, and then Dave Baker takes over the seat just until 1130 with the Home Fix-It show, and then it is UGA football tailgate, followed by the 330 kickoff against South Carolina in Athens today. So stay on WSB all day long. Lots of good action. We got a little gardening, a little home fix-it, a little football. It's a good Saturday overall. I think a good Saturday. What would make your Saturday a little bit better 
is winning the weekend prize pack. How about that? We'll go ahead and give that away. Don't call yet. There's a different phone number you need to call. We'll tell you what you're up for. Two tickets to see the Trans-Siberian Orchestra's The Ghost of Christmas Eve returning to the Infinite Energy Arena for two shows on December 9th. Got to be available on December 9th. There's a 3 p.m. show and an 8 p.m. show and also a four-pack of tickets to an Atlanta Gladiators home game at Infinite Energy Arena. So all of that happening in the Gwinnett County area. To the fourth caller right now to the prize line, the fourth caller to 404 741 Again, 404 741 Good luck. And we're going to keep taking calls on gardening as well. Lots of folks on hold. We'll jump right out to Johns Creek. And we say good morning to Kathy. Hi, Kathy. Well, good morning, Ashley, Mickey, and Joe. I'm enjoying your show. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you. I have a situation where I tried growing a sky pencil holly on the northeast corner of my house. I want some sort of a visual block for my air conditioner, and but I've decided it, it died out. And adjacent to this area, I've got some purple pixie laura petalums. I'm trying to decide if I should add one more of those or, for contrast, if I could find something green that would be low maintenance and that could handle a relatively shady area that that sky pencil couldn't handle. How mm-hmm. tall does it need to be? I'd it... only like it to be about three feet tall, maybe four. Mm-hmm. What and a... I really want something I wouldn't have to prune more than once a year. I love I love distillium. I don't know if you uh, know that or not. That is one of my very funny. favorite. It's first thing in my ass. Was it <laughs> yours? Took it out of my mind. I mean, they're just so easy to grow, and there's several different sizes, and I can't. One of them is something. Emerald Cascade is one. There's half a dozen different right. ones. But what I go by, I've been with Pike so long, I go with, you know, all of our trees and shrubs are guaranteed forever. So if you have a shrub that's bad, you bring it back. I have never seen a distillium come back because they're so tough. And they'll do in sun to shade. I'm going to try. I majored in horticulture because I couldn't spell and I couldn't do math. <laughs> so I'm going to try to spell it for you. I think it's D. Is it D? Joe's looking it up. He looks up everything. D-I-S-T-I-L-L-I-U-M? D-I-S-T-Y-L-U-M. Okay. Why is eyes that confuses me? Well, that sounds great. It's a good one. You'll and love them. It's a good option. You know, another favorite of mine, and a lot of people have lost favor with this, is autoleucan laurel because it gets mm-hmm. shot hole disease, but it is evergreen. It grows to four feet tall. And about three to four feet wide, it's a good foundation plant or something around your air conditioner. So I still love that plant, but d- distillium is one that seems to be replacing that one because yeah. it's more low maintenance. And it, doesn't and it still does the hole. same thing, right, without the shot hole. Now, I'll throw my hat in the ring here. What about Indian hawthorn? Would that be good? All the ones I've seen grow pretty low. And the contrast with the red, you know, the leaves turn red and sun. then they've got the white. Okay. okay. The other thing I was thinking about is do people still buy um, Clara? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but they're going to get too tall. She said she wanted something that got three feet tall. Three or four. I just yeah. turned four feet off my Cleara yesterday. Yeah. Maybe well, I'll take distillium then. That's a good one, and it's everywhere. You can Carissa find it. Carissa Hollies. Or no, oh, that's Carissa a good one. Hollies are almost bulletproof, and that's a good one. But they, they can handle shade. Yeah, but I still think distillium I think distillium the for the shade issue, I think that one is the one you want. And it's... Uh, it's just a nice, it's a, just a really good utilitarian, beautiful plant. But look at the, the different ones because you want to get the one that's the right size so you don't have to be cut. Then you shouldn't have to do anything at all to it. Oh, that's wonderful. I head to Pikes today. Good. Mm. Thank great. you so you much. Thank you, Thank Kathy. You. Have a great day. Good luck. Next is Woodstock. We talked to Sharon in Woodstock. Hi, good morning. Good morning, everybody. Thank good you morning. so much for taking my call, Ashley. Yeah, thanks for calling. How can we help you? 
I have a beautiful chinkapin oak in my front yard. Um, it was probably planted about 15 years ago, which is when the house was built. I just recently moved in. And I have a front yard that's about the size of a postage stamp. So this tree is clearly not planted in the right place. And I'm a tree lover like you, and I wanted to replace it with something smaller. But I have, I wanted some ideas from the pros. Can you give me any suggestions? My house faces west and gets full sun, like, all day long. Oh, nice. And you want a tree, a tree replacement. Yeah. I, I would look at, I'm sorry. I would look at um, blood good um Maples. I mean, they they're good. They get about twenty feet tall. Um, pretty red foliage, and so in the spring and in the fall, and then they're kind of a reddish green in the summer. But they're just the right size, and you really don't have to do anything to them. That would be one I would think of. Service Which berry. Which variety did you say? What kind of maple? Blood good. Blood good. Never heard of that. Blood good. Jap- it's a Japanese it's a- maple, but it's an upright <sighs> Japanese maple. It's yeah, not a tree form Japanese yeah. maple. I've got a beautiful one in the backyard. That yeah. Well, there's so many varieties oh, of yeah. maple, and yeah. in Bloodgood, it's interesting. You know, it's it's uh, it's actually named after a man of the last name Bloodgood. Really? Yes. Oh. But you look at it and you think, you think, well, that makes sense. It's so red, and it you know you can see why. But it's really after the man's name, I did Mr. Bloodgood. Yeah. And there's an improved variety of that called Emperor One that holds its color a little bit longer so that's we we use they're hard to tell apart i can't tell them apart you sell those at pikes yes we do yeah and if you want an evergreen you know maybe a smaller variety there's so many nice types of magnolias as Mm -hmm. well that that don't get huge you know we're we're Uh so used to seeing the southern magnolia the grandiflora but uh maybe a, a little gem or there's lots of varieties depending on whether you want an evergreen or deciduous tree but that's just another option as well lots of Lots of options in the 25-foot range uh, out there. Right. But, you know, I was just coming up with the same old stuff like crepe myrtles, and, and I wanted something that was a little different. And the maple sounds perfect. You can't go wrong with a Japanese maple Beautiful. ever. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Thank you so much. Great. Yeah. Thanks so much for the call, Sharon. That sounds fun. A new, beautiful kind of focal point of yeah. the landscape. The problem is just getting rid of the oak. Yeah. That's sure no have it. The tree, the stump ground, you mm-hmm. know. Can I just jump in and tell yeah. you, we just came back last week from filming an episode in Franklinville, Franklin, Hendersonville, North Carolina, oh, Mr. Maple Nursery. Uh, so mm. they they have 1,000 cultivars of Japanese maples wow. there. That gosh. They, oh, my gosh. I would love it. Yeah, we were in heaven for three days. We had a ball and uh, brought home a few. We loaded up our car, of course. But boy, did I get a, a lesson in Japanese maples these last three days. Oh, I would love to. How many acres of They have them in multiple uh, low tu- or high tunnels. Uh, they basically take rootstock from blood... Uh, I think it's blood good. They take the rootstock from, and then they graft on the cultivars from all over, and they sell them as one threes and seven gallon plants. So wow. they, you know, they don't have too many to get very big when they sell them because they're mostly mail order. But boy, oh boy, do they have a ton oh, of them. That sounds neat, mm-hmm. beautiful. Yeah. So Sorry. I mean, people can see that 2018 though everything that you just filmed is for 2018. Oh, yeah. But yeah. on the website, I mean, visually that would be amazing. To yeah. See yeah no. Yeah. All right, 404-872-0750. Up next, thank you for waiting patiently, Mike and Austell. Good morning. Good morning, ma'am. How are you doing? Good. How well, can we help? I have, I have kind of a sad tale to share with y'all, and <laughs> oh, no. hopefully you can provide me a solution. All right. 
All right, I'm standing out here in what used to be my little uh, fruit orchard that I built for my wife. It's about 12 or 13 different little fruit trees. And over the last couple of months, all the branches and all these trees have slowly been turning brown and dying and coming so forth. Well, I figured out the culprit yesterday morning was a bunch of deer. They just came out here, and I watched them massacre my poor little fig tree. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to figure out what's the best way I can keep them from coming in here and destroying this little present I made for my wife. Well, I will just be blunt with you and tell you, until you get a physical barrier around yeah. those, you can't. Uh, you can you can deter them temporarily with a repellent. And there are a lot of great repellents out there, and they do work for a period of time, but the trick is to keep up with them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and that's where I always fall short. And I'm telling you, I, I'm going to bite the bullet this year because I'm with you, Mike. I have to get a deer fence because it's the only way that I'm going to keep the deer away for good yeah i think you can keep them off smaller areas but not a large area where you have the thing i, th- I think yeah, the deer repellents work but you're not going to do the whole you know the whole perimeter of your yard every day and that's what you would need. mike a few years ago on our show we did an episode on critter control with a big primary focus on deer control really mm-hmm. and we went yeah. to uga and they have a whole department division whatever where they study you know deer control and how to control different critters but you know that was the same conclusion they came up with and it's what we've heard for so long now i will say there is an experimental uh deer fence that they seem to have reasonable success i'd say 85 percent success and it's just a two wire fence that's at two feet and um 18 inches and 24 inches high and it's just mm-hmm. it's a wire perimeter and it's very simple to install if you uh, if you went to growingagreenerworld.com and typed in the word critter control, it'll bring up the show notes page, and there there are links to this fence that I'm talking about. But we learned about it through UGA, and it was a study originated out of Australia. So it's been tested a lot with reasonable success. It's not 100%, but I was surprised at how high the success rate was at preventing deer from crossing the barrier. And you could install it in a couple hours. Yeah, especially if you live in, you know, out. If you a lot of the HOAs now won't let you have any kind of right. electric fence. Mm-hmm. So if you're in a neighborhood, or visually unattractive. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, I'm lucky enough to own the first four properties on this street. Oh, that's there. good. <laughs> that's great. You are the HOA. Yeah. I am the HOA. <laughs> good. So ain't no one gonna stop me. Yeah, but you know, it. it uh, to be honest with you. To get cut to the chase, if you really want to nip this problem in the bud, it's going to take a physical barrier of some sort mm. for good. Well, I guess I'm going to have to bite that bullet. I appreciate y'all on your time. I'm with you, man. I, I'm there, too. I hate Better it, too. Better than the other bullet for well, the deer. Yes, right. But all the work up front, yeah. and then you know later on down the road, he's saving the yeah. money on the repellents and just the time wasted and stuff keeping up with that. In the long run, you'll be glad you did, and I keep reminding myself that, so that's why I'm at that point. Good. I'm all right. tired. Up next, quickly, I think we can get to Evelyn and Morrow. Hi, Evelyn. Hi, how are you? Great. What can we do for you? I want to know if it's okay to transplant uh, one of my hydrangeas to another spot in my flower bed. Yeah. Yeah. What did you, you? What's your concern? Did you just want to know, or is there a reason why you're wondering if it's okay? Well, I want to make sure it wasn't uh, too cold or whatever, because um, I love my hydrangeas. And yep. by the way, I did buy them all at Pike Nursery. Good. <laughs> well, in case it dies, you can bring it back. Okay, that's a good thing. It's it's a uh, it's no, a it's a you. great time to transplant. Oh, now. it's perfect. Yeah. You should do fine. Um, any time between now and before it leaves back out. So I would do it between now and sometime probably in mid February. Uh, you'd be fine. Has it lost all of its leaves? Might have lost almost all of hey. them. Yeah. Well, it's 
it hasn't lost all the leaves yet. It's lost some of them, yeah, my, but not all of them. So does that make a difference? If if, the if, more if you had, the yeah, I was going to say if you have time to wait a little bit, I'd wait until it went yeah. lost them all. Because it's gone into its dormancy, and that's when the it's really kind of shut down, and it's not even going to know you moved it if you wait. Yeah. Okay, and what about, uh, normally I use the uh, the root stimulator, the Upstart, when I try sure, something, should I use it for this? Absolutely. It works great. Do you use that now? Yeah, when you when you move it, because it puts root growth on, and you're always going to use some lose some roots when you plant something. So. Perfect. So Sure Start? Yep. Sure Start. And mm-hmm. a shovel? Check? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's good to go. Thank you so and much for the call, Evelyn. Get as, get as many roots as you can yeah. when you're transplanting yeah. it. Make sure the hole that you're putting it into is big enough. Perfect. Twice, at least twice as wide as the root. Uh, twice, twice as wide as the plant coming out. Great, great, good news. <laughs> so we'll stay <laughs> tuned. Lee and Sylvia will be with you in just a moment. We got to take a break. We'll be back on Lawn and Garden right after this. This is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on News ninety five five at AM seven fifty WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellish weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News ninety five five at AM seven fifty WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves, the lawn and garden advice I'm you need. Someone to help me. I'm I love it. Jason Byers behind the board this morning playing the music that you hear I'm for Walter every Saturday. Ashley Frasca sitting in for Walter Reeves. He'll be I'm back soon, need. just taking a Saturday off. A quick weather update brought to you by Ackerman Security Systems. You've heard Brad Nitt saying a 30% chance of rain today. Mostly cloudy skies, 76 degrees, overnight low around 60. Tomorrow, uh, next to 0% chance for rain. That's really good. High around 78, low around 50. Remember to pick up your Sunday Atlanta Journal-Constitution for in-depth news coverage and $253 in coupon savings this weekend. 404-872-0750 is the number. Lee and Rex, I think we've got time to identify a tree for you. Good morning. Good morning. So tell us what you got. Okay, so at the top of the hour when y'all were talking about the trees and everything, um, there is a type of tree that I've not seen before, and I've lived most of my life in Georgia, so I know what a a natural Georgia red maple looks like. This is a a smaller tree. It's already started turning red. Um, The leaves are similar to a red maple, uh, but it doesn't have the red stem on the leaf. Um, and the bark is not like any other bark that I've seen. So um, I wonder if you could identify it for me. The bark, you know, um, it's got the thick plates that, that are coming off of it. So um, maybe that's enough of description. Generally, for you. let me ask you two questions. What's the height and what is the shape of the branches and leaves going up? Okay, so the height uh, is 15 feet. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've been planted at Piedmont Noonan Hospital, um, so um, there's several of them in the in the parking lot area, and it's not a perfectly round shape like a Bradford pear, um, but it's, it's fairly round with, with some of the branches. Almost grow. like the branches will grow up almost into like a wine glass or champagne glass kind of shape? Uh, kind of, kind of. Okay. I think I have a couple of ideas for Lee. Unfortunately, we're right up on a break. So the team of experts here, we're, we're going to get together. And Lee, hey, if you're on Facebook, send me a picture this morning if you have time in the next hour. Ashley Frasca, WSB on Facebook. Um, but I think we have some ideas. So we'll hold that over to the top of the hour. We'll let you know. We'll be right back. Ashley Frasca sitting in for Walter Reeves on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB.